Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Hey, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We're taking the week off because we're gluttons and we're going to eat so much that we're sick. Be incoherent. We're so full anyway. Oh, family trip over the weekend i took my uh, two kids to see grandma and grandpa and both my brothers and then my dad it was his 85th birthday present to go to a kansas university basketball game with his three sons but uh, for a variety of reasons i stayed at home with henry and my older son went so he got to do he's gonna be 13 here in a month and he got to do a big guys thing which was very exciting oh for him. that's a no, sorry things got messed up but that's great for him yeah. hanging out with the big guys yeah so that was uh, that was fun Anyway, I think because of that whole experience, I got into a conversation with my youngest yesterday about our family history and where we're from and what's our nationality and this thing, which we've never really known. I mean, I, I don't claim any, any, anything. But he wanted to do one of those family history things. And I've always been threatening to do it, like you did, to find out you're mostly Neanderthal. Did you do 23 that, and me for that one? That's not exactly accurate, but uh, yeah, that was 23 and me. Yeah, and I I'm have from- a very, very high percentage of Neanderthal DNA. Yeah, which, if you know me, eh, rings true. Math works. Yeah, and you don't drag Judy around by the hair. Not usually. Um, but so I, I remember reading a New York Times article a while back about which of these is the best because there's a bunch of competing ones out there, and they're all a little different. So I did a little googling around, and just to get started, a lot of people seem to like Ancestry.com. So I ordered the saliva kits for my parents. They're going to get to their house this week, and I thought. I'll have my parents do it, and then um, and then his mom can do it on his side, and then we'll, maybe we'll get some idea of what he is. But I was kind of interested in, and ended up on the website doing the other part of it that's not your saliva stuff where they figure out your genetics, but just the 
amazing way in the modern world. I hadn't done this in a long time. I, 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 if you haven't done this in a long time, you should do it again. Okay. Because, because I had done it a while back and didn't turn up that much. So many people have done it that everybody's, you know, information gets put in through your family tree. So there are so many more records that have shown up since the last time I looked into it because so many people do it. And obviously that's the way it's going to turn out. It just builds and builds and builds and builds because, you know, you got to, you know, you got to, third cousin who lives in arkansas who had some information that the you know your grandpa in minnesota didn't have or whatever and it all gets put together and it grows and grows and grows mm. and so i was able to find out so much more stuff than i've ever found out before going back then looking at uh marriage certificates and gravestones that they pictures of gravestones from family relatives from various places in the country is really oh, wow. wild huh. but i got to thinking about the weird, is it misogyny or whatever it is that we tend to, you know, go, most people take the, the male's name in the family, and we tend to trace back our family lineage through the male name all the way back, just for some, for all kinds of different reasons. There's something cooler about seeing somebody with your last name from the 1800s it it strikes you in a different way then it's a different name even though you have the same relation to them genetically at least it does me yeah i think so i have a relative who's an ancestry or like a genealogy freak on my mom's side of the family so i've been so steeped in that i but i i know what you're saying with the same last name you see it on a gravestone from the 1800s or something like that, it hits you. And they're not any more related to you than the people with a different name. And so, and then I was doing the math really quickly. So I got back to, uh, third, three greats. The original, um, uh, person on going, I, I, I first tracked the male name back through my dad, his grandpa, et cetera, et cetera. Went back to three greats to a guy in Pennsylvania in the early 1800s who was born there, and then he is the first one to move to Iowa, same county that all of my relatives are still in, which is really mm. amazing, starting in the mid-1800s. Everybody's been in the same county, let alone the same state. But but when I was thinking about that third great-great-great-grandfather that has the same last name as me, he's 132nd of the story, because you get to great-great-great, you now have 32 great 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 grandparents that have wow. everybody as much claim to your heritage as that guy as any other yeah as any other and you gotta yeah. follow them all i guess so i followed him back one more his father came from germany to pennsylvania in uh was born in 1760 or something like that and then came to so on that side anyway we're american pretty far back but again, that's just one thirty-second of the story. I don't have an, if, any idea what the other... So I'm going to try to trace them all as far as I can, all 32. But then what do you do with that information? What meaning does it have? Well, that man, Jack, told me off the air. He wasn't going to share it, but I think he should. That German man who came over, his name was Adolf Hitler Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> and so, his legacy is complicated. But so this whole idea of, you know, whether it's Ben Affleck when he found out he had a slaveholder in his family or whatever. I mean, if it's oh, what one a pathetic moment in the history of manhood, if it's one sixteenth or one thirty second or one sixty fourth of your family history, it does it mean anything? I mean, it, I'm not sure it means anything. 
If I find it's, one of those 30-second lines, whether it was a serial killer or the governor of a state or cured, you know, a disease or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever you're, whatever we're all looking for, I'm not sure what the meaning is. Okay, I have a multi-part answer. Won't take long. I'd, I'd like it if it would take 45 minutes, because then we would be done. <laughs> well, let me see if I can stretch. Uh, moreover, um, so... <laughs> and in conclusion... Having that connection with the past, I think, is healthy to know it, to study it, to realize that those people lived and those people died. And and people continued on the journey of life, and, and they raised their kids the best they could, and then those kids were the next generation. I just think it helps to ground you as a human being and to not waste the precious moments of your life. Yeah, realizing you're part of a very, very long chain. That is absolutely true, because I got that feeling laying in bed next to my son doing that last night. Just the, wow, here they are, 21 and 22, getting married in 1898, and they had my great-grandfather, one of their five kids, two of which died, blah, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff. But it could have been anybody. I mean, it it, 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 did. I would have had the same feeling, I think. And, and so, it's just, it's interesting that people, whether people that trace themselves back to the Mayflower, you know, I know that's a big deal or Jefferson or whatever. Okay. So when you pick that one out of the, whatever it would be at that point, at 200. At that point, it could be at least 64, if not more. Oh, yeah. 128 grandparents you have. You always mention, yeah, I'm a descendant of Thomas Jefferson and 63 other lineages, lineages. So whatever. Right. I'm, I'm right. not just sure it has any bearing on anything. Well, yeah, and actually that's a really good way to illustrate the second part of my aforementioned multi-part answer. Uh, it is, that's, that's such a great illustration. I'm going to take a moment to wallow around in that because that's great. So one sixty-fourth of your ancestry was a famous guy. Great. And that's, <laughs> that's right. part of my answer. The more I learn about, especially my mom's side, which is from South Carolina, uh, hundreds of years ago, they arrived in South Carolina, uh, secessionists, slaveholders, all, all sorts of people of that time. Um, and that has nothing to do with me, morally speaking. Well, it, nothing to do with you if it was a straight line. Um, well, there's a straight line, right. but if it was like two people, it, it wasn't your choice. But when right. you start. If human beings lived 400 years, it would be more right. relevant. I guess that's my point. But if you, uh, <laughs> but if you spread it out the way it is, yeah, no, you right. shouldn't take any glee or horror in the. <laughs> And what one sixty fourth of you did one hundred and fifty years ago? It's a fun hobby. It's kind of fun. Practically universal among humans to be kind of excited if you find out your ancestor was notable. But as a rational man, I've got to tell you, if 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 I dated back to I don't know one of my heroes, uh, Lincoln, uh, you know Jefferson, H. Uh, L. Mencken, something like that, um, how would that shine credit on me? As a human being, the things I've done and said, the people I've touched in my life, how would their genius really credit me? It doesn't. Well, unless it doesn't. It it's my job to live my life. And likewise, if they were, I almost use an, uh, the S word, if they were crappy, if they're a bad human being, they perpetuated the evils of slavery or something. I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't there. Nobody asked me whether they should. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make much sense to pick out one of your 32 great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents, 
as something that should reflect well on you, unless you're also going to pick out your great 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 grandma who was a dullard. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't. I don't care if you are descended from Lincoln, Jefferson, H. L. Mencken, and 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 uh, Aristotle. There were dopes in your family line. Sure. Real dopes. Or shoplifters, or whatever, or you know, uh, women who are really hot, but they couldn't rub two brain cells together, or some handsome, strong <laughs> hunter guy who was actually a jackass and a flounder. But so you take, oh, that's right, that was the the third part of my multi part answer. A lot of the enthusiasm for this is a leftover vestige of the idea of breeding. Mm. He comes from good breeding. Oh, right. He comes from a noble line of uh, royals and dukes and earls. Or oh, he's a commoner. It's like the caste system in India, which is repugnant. To sure, me. you're right. You're absolutely right. But if you have the same last name going back, it seems to carry more weight. Like the Adamses, the Adams family, not the 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 creeps who lived in the scary house. But John <laughs> the Adams, the end, they're goofy. Yes, and then his son John Quincy Adams, and then like, is it one more or two more to get to Henry Adams, the great writer? Um, so he he got great credit for being an Adams. Well, so but he so John Adams was just one thirty second of his background. He had thirty one other stories to tell. But because you have the the same last name, you know, you get some. Does that not just illustrate the absurdity of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what you could do if you want to make this point is you you wait for a guy like that to give a speech or something like that. You pick out one of the other names in his background that are every bit as relevant, the McGillicuddy's. And every time he says, now, as an Adams, you mean McGillicuddy. <laughs> Who is that guy? Get him thrown out of here. I consider it my legacy. Your McGillicuddy legacy? <laughs> right. It's funny. My son, we were walking to the grocery store and talking about this before we did it. And he said, well, it'd be cool if we were related to somebody famous. And I said, okay, pick somebody, and then what would it mean? And he said, well, like if we're related to Lincoln. And I said, okay, and what would that mean to you? And he said, I don't know, maybe we'd get discounts or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a practical boy. <laughs> now, then, now you got my interest. 15% off this mattress because you're a descendant of Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> For instance. Armstrong and Getty. Generation Z couples shacking up at record rates. I've noticed. You have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have one <laughs> child of that uh, generation, certainly. And uh, in a discussion at a social uh, gathering the other day, we, we met a very nice lady who has uh, kids, similar uh, age to ours. And, like, all of them are living with or had until recently been living with a boyfriend slash girlfriend. And the age-old question is, and I don't know the answer to this, is it uh, a good idea and that it's a practice to see if you can live together? Or is it a bad idea because it lacks the commitment involved if you get married? To, I don't I don't actually know the answer to this, but that's the old question, right? That's the old talk radio question if we were doing talk radio in the 80s. Yeah, I've seen data that suggests it does not help you stay married, but I get the idea of, you know, if it turns out we're completely incompatible just for weird little reasons, we ought to know that before we tie the knot. I don't know. It's up to you. You look deep within your soul, folks, and make your own decision. Record numbers of unmarried couples are moving in together. More than 11% of Americans aged 18 to 24 live with a romantic partner who's not a spouse last year. So over 1 in 10. That's a pretty high number. 
I'll tell you this, and it is a factor. My daughter has a lovely job at the beginning of her professional career. She's not making, you know, uh, NBA jack, but she's making money. Uh, her, her boyfriend, who is a very nice fellow, has a similarly responsible job, the sort of thing you tell people you're doing and you're proud of it. They would each be living in a garbage dumpster in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area on their salaries alone. And, and you know, they're, they're very much in love and the rest of it, and I wish them well, but that is absolutely a factor. Sky-high rent and housing uh, costs right now. If you're spending a lot of time at each other's places anyway, you've got to think, uh, I'm starving poor now with my rent. Why don't we live in the same place? Yeah, that's a, that's a decent argument in the four category, because if you are, like, you know, you're, you're, you're in a relationship, you're fully committed, you're probably spending the night at one place or the other practically always. Be, be very quick to jump to the, why do we have two gas bills, two right. rents, two everything? Yeah. And while I am more because than happy God to... Because God doesn't like shacking up is the reason, by the way. Well, well I certainly respect the that point of view. rent too damn high. That's right, sir. We've moved on to the moral aspects of it, though. I thank you to pay attention. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, the need to save money seems to be the tipping point. Uh, by the way, those numbers are highest ever since they've been asking the question in the U.S. Census for people that are living together with a romantic partner, not a spouse. So highest numbers ever since we've been keeping track of it. Is it a big deal or not? I don't have any idea. Certainly with my uh, track record of marriage, I have no uh, gravitas for weighing in on this topic at any level, which is why I'm not. Well, I'm uh, more than willing to judge people harshly, Jack, as you know. Um, and uh, I'm certainly not hesitant to point out uh, the problems with m- modern generations and, and kids these days and the woke crap and blah, blah. Everybody's a victim. Y'all are rigid, blah, blah, blah. On the other hand, even adjusted for inflation and everything, housing costs uh, are breathtaking compared to when we were that age. It's rough right now. Well, and I, uh, I don't know how far I want to go down this road, but depending on the state, the laws for getting out of a relationship are freaking ridiculous and onerous. And you are going to spend so much money to both of you on lawyers because the lawyers write the rules. Yeah, I'll jump in here. There are certain states around the union where the uh, trial attorneys have a huge influence over the legislature. And they uh, uh, cause the legislature to craft divorce laws, for instance, in a way that are designed purely to profit the attorneys. And if it screws and, and, and pummels and hurts the people involved, they don't give a good GD. That's the way the laws are written, folks. Moving along. As opposed to two people deciding on their own as grown U.S. citizen taxpayers on how they're going to split up at that point. Boy, is that galling. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. 
GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The univariate fallacy which is a very fancy pants name for something very easy to understand, but you see it all the time. Uh, I'm going to quote this piece by Colin Wright. It's terrific. I, I may subscribe to his Substack. He's really good. Anyway, uh, in a world flooded with information, the ability to discern fallacious reasoning is an important skill to safeguard yourself against tides of unreason. This guy like That's like what I'm fighting words. every day, it feels like. Tides of unreason. The damn tides of unreason. Jeez. The tides of unreason wait for no man. A skilled orator or debater, however, can easily obscure their faulty logic through the seductive power of the words. One way to safeguard your mind against that manipulation is to expose yourself to specific fallacies and understand how they work. All right? Which brings us to the univariate fallacy. The word univariate means one variable. And this fallacy works by concentrating on a single variable while ignoring all else in order to deceive people into accepting a distorted picture of reality. Now, there are two versions of it. We're just going to concentrate on the first one, which is blatantly applied broadly across many issues, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the first common version of the univariate fallacy serves as the foundation for virtually every equity initiative that you've ever heard of that aims to eliminate outcome disparities for identity groups uh, based on immutable traits like race, sex, or gender identity, or whatever. The reasoning behind this approach is premised on the mistaken belief that group disparities are in and of themselves proof of systemic injustice. Whether racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, and a host of other phobias and isms, as they put it. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, regularly, these group disparities are routinely calculated by comparing population averages of a single variable across groups without considering any confounding variables. This flawed methodology often leads people to adopt beliefs that are true in a very superficial and naive sense, yet raise, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, yet false in a much deeper and relevant sense. Now, we'll get into specifics. 
For instance, it's often claimed that black Americans are incarcerated at higher rates than other races without controlling for crime rates. We've talked about this a fair amount. Or that black Americans are more likely to be victims of police shootings than other races without controlling for police encounters. There's also the purported wage gap that asserts women are paid 70 cents for every dollar a man earns. We've all heard that a thousand times. Without controlling for other variables, differences in occupations, positions, education, job tenure, or hours worked per week. In each of these instances, the apparent disparities dissolve when a more appropriate and rigorous multivariate methodology is adopted. So they pretend like there's only one variable, and that's that the person involved is black or gay or a woman or whatever, when indeed there are lots of them. For instance, last week a paper was published in the prestigious science journal PNAS, the flagship publication for the United States National Academy of Sciences, that simply reported disparities between white and non-white scientists in their representation on editorial boards. The Times papers spent under review, citation rates, this sort of thing. From this alone, without controlling for any other factors like age, the stage of their career, English fluency, etc., the authors were somehow able to confidently assert that their findings highlight ways through which non-white scientists suffer from inequalities, potentially hindering their academic careers. And they go into some detail. But beware, beware, beware. Of a situation where there are many variables. Like, I remember um, the, uh, the, the wage disparity between black people and white people. If you adjust for educational achievement, it disappears. Mm. And in fact, the black people actually have a slight advantage. Probably not statistically important, but it, it completely, the difference disappears. So, it's so clear the answer then is not well. We need to eliminate uh, systemic racism, and um, although there's there is some truth to that, but um, and just punish white people and promote black people. No, the answer is we've got to take a serious look at all the variables that yield a crappy educational outcome for black students, from the quality of the schools to the teachers, violence in the schools, culture at home. Are they read to as kids? Are they taught the alphabet when they're four years old? All those things are variables. They're important variables. There's only one reason to reduce something that complicated to one variable. And that's that you're trying to fool somebody. You're trying to dupe them. In that's opinion. interesting. The univariate fallacy. I don't know if I can remember that. I might have to write that down on a piece of paper and keep it in my wallet. Maybe a tattoo. I referred to... What, a, what's the what's the plain spoken... Uh, 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 there's got to be... Uh, it's more complicated than that. Maybe that's the plain spoken way to, uh, you know, express the same idea as the univariate fallacy. My son pulled out a wallet the other day, and I referred to it as a billfold. Hmm. Are you familiar with that term? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm not. I've always crazy. called it a wallet, but it's just when I was yeah. a kid, it was a billfold, and my kids. <laughs> laughed at me so hard for calling it a billfold. And I realized, is that funny, Michael? I realized it must yes, be a, yes, boomer, it <laughs> a boomer term. I said I would be looking through my billfold sitting on the Davenport with my stocking cap on, which got a yes. great laugh out of them. But I think part of that's regional, too. Okay. Uh, like upper Midwest. Um, billfold yeah. is a pretty funny name, if you think about it.
Yeah. Well, if, if shoes were called feet dry or something, I mean, just feet inserts. <laughs> <laughs> Seems overly complicated. Yeah. Um, how about God's wrath on the Mississippi Delta over the weekend? Holy crap. I, I can't even think about a tornado like that because it's too frightening. I can't come to terms with it. A mile wide on the ground for an hour, just wiping everything off the face of the earth. Reducing it to rubble, areas that look like Mariupol in Ukraine after, yeah. you know, a hundred Russian missiles hit it. A tornado can do that in seconds if it comes through. If it's an F4 on the ground traveling slowly, just grind everything to dust. You know, I'm one of the poorest parts of the country, too. Yeah, just awful. That doesn't help. I have been in the basement with tornado sirens going on. I don't know, 20 times in my life or many times in my life. And uh, you just have to hope that it's not one of those, because if you get one of those, you're doomed. I mean, no, no, you know, get in the southwest corner and make sure you open the windows. All those all those things are good precautions if a Mm -hmm. small tornado comes near you. But if one of those hits right where you are, you know, do whatever you want. It ain't going to make much difference. It's just brutal. Include praying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah killed you know, 30, I was, almost 30 people at least. Yeah. I'm not going to blame the victims of it, but I got to believe they, they mentioned in some of the news coverage the percentage of folks in that part of the country who live in mobile fo- homes or uh, not mobile phones. Nobody lives in a mobile phone. They live in mobile homes or. Uh, you know, that sort of dwelling, and it's like the highest percentage in the country. i got to believe, if I'm living in a double-wide, that part of the country, I'm going to spend, like, I don't know, my weekends digging a hole and begging, borrowing, or stealing cinder blocks and build myself a little tornado hidey hole. I mean, yikes. But again, you get a, a monster like the one that uh, hit... Muddy Waters, hometown, blues legend. Um, yeah, doomed. Well, it's very unlikely it's going to happen to you, is the thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with being prepared for things, but it's it's damned unlikely that you're going to get hit with a tornado that big right in your spot. I mean, because it tends to be pretty, pretty tiny spots, but that's not yeah. what happened here. Absolutely brutal. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some companies are reassigning workers in a way that's sending them mixed messages. Emails informing employees that their current job role has been eliminated, but you haven't been fired. Dubbed quiet cutting. Uh, the latest outgrowth of the quiet quitting. Dubbed by who? Quiet cutting and where? Yeah, do wait I, a minute. And where do I find them? <laughs> and please tell them to put up their dukes. I'm on my way. <laughs> oh man, it uh, allows companies to cut jobs and trim costs without actually laying off workers. Here's how it works: while the reassigned employees remain employed, the reassignments often lend them in roles with titles that are less prestigious, come with lower pay, and are more demanding. <laughs> It's not. Trust me. If this happened to me, I would be displeased. I've had it but happen it still to me. Doesn't even need a clever name. <laughs> I've had it happen to me. Lots of people I know have had it happen to them. You, you now have that person's job and your job, and you aren't getting paid more, by the way. And uh, I assume you're not going to say anything about that. Okay, good. Or, as the Wall Street Journal is reporting, uh, these folks recounted getting a phone call or an email from a manager basically telling them, hey, your job's been reassigned. You'll be doing this from now on and uh, at this rate of pay and basically take it or leave it. Right. So it's uh, large-scale demotions and, and pay cuts. Oof. The oof is right. That would be a kick in the gut. You think you've got a good gig with a good company? Maybe you're not one of the jackasses who's quiet, quitted, or... or minimum Monday. Minimum Monday. Or... Take a load off Tuesdays. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. What's the point of all this Wednesdays? You know, if if we weren't quiet quitting our jobs, all of us on the crew, we could have come up with the tape. So the uh, audio several months ago of uh, one or both of us saying, hey... Young young workers, it's your old Uncle Joe here. I'm warning you, this situation is weird, and it will not last. I know. Here's an idea. Do a really good job and impress your bosses. I know. Trust me, you'll be glad. I had this conversation with somebody, and they were, they were sure that, you know, the, the tables had turned. Now the employees have the upper hand. Things are going to change. I said, this is not going to last. They were certain it was. Who's in the mood for a little contempt for the young? (laughs) Everybody is. Let's have some fun then. Continuing on this story. Let's have some fun then. (laughs) 
<laughs> emails employing their uh, their current job role has been eliminated, blah, 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 are leaving those staff members with feelings of confusion, fear, and anger. <laughs> Who's in the mood for contempt for the young? <laughs> you child? According to this one commentator, some individuals initially felt relieved they weren't being axed. But on the other hand, they were angry or confused, and they felt the new job they had was either lower status or lower pay with more responsibilities or something they didn't even have experience in, and so they were really angry at the companies about this. Smith, that's the CBS reporter, I think, uh, spoke to some workers who said the backhanded demotions took a toll on their mental health. Mm. Their identity is tied up with their titles and the work that they do. Yeah. And if you're suddenly being told to do something else, especially if it's a demotion, it can send you spiraling and wondering, what is the message that the company is sending me? You ain't as valuable as you thought. That's the message that they're sending you. Yeah, the economics have changed. You're selling your labor, and the labor market has changed. So you need to change your skill set, find another buyer of your labor, or somehow adjust your sales. I don't want to sound like... And it's okay. Yeah, It's well. okay. That is the eternal truth of humankind. And, and friend, you are going to be okay. Uh, well, my, you might not be okay for a while. Um, but yeah, what, I mean, eventually what you said there at the end is the key. It's the eternal truth. I mean, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm always talking to my kids about this just to hopefully to prepare them for the reality of the way this whole thing works. It is, uh, it, it regularly, if not always seems unfair and, um, and stacked against you. And it's just the way it always has been. And it's the way it always will be. And if you expect anything else, you're going to be really, really unhappy a lot. Yeah, the kick in the yeah. gut. You know, I it occurs to me if uh, at Joe Getty's uh, what I had a name for it once the the uh, the chain of schools I was going to open. I can't remember. It was uh, well, I'll think about it. But anyway, at, at the Joe Getty Academies, um, uh, instead of pledging allegiance to the flag. Um, it, it won't be necessary because we'll teach a lot about patriotism in America and the Constitution and Western civilization and then the rights, uh, natural rights and that sort of thing. But we will have the following pledge every day as we start school. You put your hand over your heart and say, crappy stuff is going to happen in my life. I'll figure out what to do about it and I'll be okay eventually. Then you get down to work. To the, you know, specific topic of having a job and all that, uh, the quiet firing and all this sort of stuff. I, I say to my kids all the time when we run it's into... It's quiet a, cutting. It has k at the beginning. When we you have to have alliteration. <laughs> quiet quitting. Or, I'm sorry, quiet cutting. When we run into a bad employee somewhere, I, I tell my kids or try to explain to them, see, that person doesn't give a crap about their job. And mm. they aren't going to be named manager that other guy over there is trying hard or woman or whoever is going to get named manager and they're going to say it's because the boss liked him or because i'm a guy or because i'm a woman or because i'm this color or because i'm short and they're not going to recognize the fact it's because they don't give a crap about their job the fact that they didn't get to move up right right so all we're teaching mental illness to our young people to a large extent. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't good. The the brief. It was a brief period of time. I mean, how long did this last? Nine months? A year? This period of time where the workers had the upper hand. 
and could just, you know, I'm going to sit back here with my feet on the desk, and you're going to keep me around because if I do anything, it's better than nothing. So uh, and you can't get it, you can't hire anybody. That just ain't going to last. It just isn't. We have seen through our careers so many people in our particular industry who had periods where they were unfireable. They were so big, so successful, bringing in so much money for a company that they really could do anything. And and short of, you know, felony or sexual, uh, serious sexual harassment or something like that, they would not be fired. Some of the people in that position acted like, you can't fire me, and started being flaming you-know-whats. Others said, yeah, this sort of thing comes and goes. I am going to be a gentleman and a team player and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm going to stick with my principles. Trust me when I say that second group fared far better in the long term than the first group. And in the same way, and, you know, and I do have some sympathy among young people who are newly hatched into the workforce in a situation where they could throw their weight around like they were bringing in tens of millions of dollars of revenue to their company. And then when it went away a blink of an eye later, they weren't quite sure what to make of it. I do have some sympathy for them. Right. But we tried to warn you. What a weird period we're going through. Oh. Unprecedented times unprecedented plus unprecedented is going to equal something unprecedented. How long will it take for this to all shake out in our lifetimes? 275 years. (laughs) Give or take. The Armstrong and Getty. What in God's name? The 100 on the crazy meter. Well, that bad it does, sir. Man, that makes my soul bleed. That's insane. It's a little too much talky talk. Unacceptable. The reality is, is things are getting weird. And they're getting weird fast. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.